Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Yeah, that's Wild Youth and We're One, their entry that they'll be hoping will book Ireland's Eurovision grand final place when they perform in the contest for a semi-final in Liverpool later tonight. And a long-time Eurovision attendee, Dermot Manning, is with us here in Lunchtime Live today. Dermot, like, like tonight, it's definitely not your first Eurovision. It's not my first, it's my 23rd, can you believe? 23rd. I actually, it's an amazing coincidence. I actually left Dublin to get a train to Killarney back exactly 30 years ago today uh, to go to the Mill Street final in 1993. And that was my first one. And this, I've done 22 since then. So this is my 23rd tonight. What is it about it, Dermot? It's an incredible event. I mean, there's nothing like it. There's, it's the excitement of the live show. Uh, incredible production. There's an opportunity to visit places. I've been to over the years to uh, Istanbul, Moscow, Helsinki, Belgrade, Athens, you know, oh, I mean, literally across Europe. And the same people go year in, year out. So There's a great opportunity to meet friends again and catch up and see everyone. So it's a, it's a terrific annual mm. ritual at this stage. So uh, explain to me, how is it different from, you know, going to a gig where you actually enjoy the band or, you know, it's somebody that you, you know, their music you, you, you follow and you listen to on a regular basis. Like, what is different about this? Or why is this different? It's just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a contest. That's the first thing. So it has a whole, when you go to a gig, you probably know all the songs, you bought the album, you know what to expect. I mean, you have no idea what's going to happen later tonight. I mean, 10 countries will qualify, and another 10 will qualify on Thursday. And then we'll have 26 in the final on Saturday. And, and then there's, every show's different. The, each broadcaster puts its own spin on it. So even though the, the basic format of the contest is the same, every country is totally different. Like last year in Turin, it was very Italian, you know, it was all a bit laissez-faire. Things happened when they happened. <laughs> Where we know the BBC will be tight to time. It will be beautifully uh, rehearsed. It will be well-staged, well-scripted. Yeah. So, and uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the major, but the main, the competition element. And, and getting a chance to cheer for your country. Mm. So what, what more can you want? Do you, do you feel we've got a, a raw deal or like what have we been doing wrong in recent years? Oh, it's, I mean, what, I mean, ultimately, if people want the, your song, they'll go for it. So obviously, we haven't, songs we've been sending haven't been strong enough. Uh, I mean, we sent a good act in Ryan O'Shaughnessy in Lisbon in 2018, and he qualified. So, I mean, Wild Youth um, are a good gap. They're a good group. They're well, well, you know, well known. They have good experience. Hmm. And the, the song does go down well in the arena. The, the word from last night's rehearsal is that this, the audience do sing along. They get into it. And not many songs, there's not many songs like that in this year's contest. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident that YG hopefully okay. will get one of the 10 spots for the uh, final of Saturday. And like, you obviously have a fairly good gauge then as a, you know, a, a long-standing or fairly hmm. regular um, attendee, Dermot, at this. So is, is, that a, is that a good telltale sign, like if there's sort of that public um, interaction from the public early on? Is yeah, that I mean, a, I mean, I think the important thing is now that the contest isn't just tonight, Thursday and Saturday. This has been going now for months at this stage. There's been a whole litany of, of warm-up parties. There's been parties in, like, Lisbon, in Barcelona, in Madrid, in um, um, Poland. You know. So a lot of it, there's a huge opportunity for the fans to get to know these acts, get to know these songs, and to basically, um, you know, and, and then, you know, ultimately... And uh, people will vote with their feet. And, and the important thing to remember is 
that it's a public vote only that will determine who gets through tonight. There's no juries in the Zambia's this year. Mm. And is that, so, so you think the fact that we're getting a sort of a warm or welcome reception so far from the public there, that that's a, well, positive sign? I think it's, it's a, few, a few sort of anthemic, up-tempo type songs. Like It's one of the few songs that the audience will sing along to, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, yeah, one has to hope that uh, the thing will, will come good. And, and also, Liverpool's a very Irish city, so it's going to be a lot of home support mm. in the arena tonight. And, um, ah, come on, we have to be, we have to be hopeful. Yeah. L- t- tell me, do, do you have a kind of a Eurovision ritual or a tradition? I mean, you're obviously, you're, you're going a fairly long time now. So, I mean, what's, what's your plan for the day? Uh, well, my, my, my ritual sort of changes as the concept of service changes. I used to go way back in the 90s. It was just a week. You went over, I used to leave on a Sunday, arrive on the Monday for the first rehearsals, go rehearsals be Monday to Thursday, and then the general, then the big run-throughs be Friday and Saturday, and you go home on Sunday. I mean, nowadays, the, the whole event lasts a fortnight, <laughs> so it's all the individual rehearsals, and then this week it's all the run-throughs and the live shows. So I kind of, I don't go to all the individual rehearsals anymore. I kind of stop doing that. So my ritual would be simply I go over for the live shows. I hopefully I get tickets for them. And I go usually Monday, Tuesday, till the Sunday. And I go to the live shows. This is today, tomorrow, Thursday and Saturday. And then the rest of the time, I'm near the Eurovision Village, a huge, big, mm. open-air village in the centre of Liverpool. I'll be there. There's a Eurovision club, a Euro club, like a nightclub. I have tickets for it. There's a band cafe going on. And there's a whole cultural um, uh, programme happening okay. in Liverpool So it's good well, crack then. Which I hope, which I hope oh yeah, I mean, for example, tomorrow night, uh, Sam Ryder, the guy who came second to the UK last year, he's doing a concert in the Cavern Club, of all days. So okay. I'm getting a chance to see Sam Ryder and go and see where the Beatles famously yeah. uh, started you, 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 So that's tomorrow night. You're starting to sell it, maybe, uh, <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit more to me, Dermot. I, I'm curious as to what the appeal is. I don't think I've sat down to watch the Eurovision in, in years, if I'm honest, but uh, I'm interested in hearing and chatting to people today. So thanks a million, Dermot, for joining us on the programme. You're very welcome. Talk to Yeah, look, at oh, it's 1406 is the WhatsApp number. Will you watch the Eurovision, um, the semi-final, the first semi-final and Wild Youth later tonight. Do let me know. Michael is with us. Michael's actually in Liverpool at the moment ahead of the Eurovision. Michael, what's the buzz like there at the minute? Hi, good afternoon, Auntie. It's, uh, yeah, the, the, the buzz here is absolutely fantastic. I think as Dermot had been saying before, uh, it was in Turin last year and the differences night and day between uh, how the cities are hosting uh, the visiting delegations and fans and uh, there's an absolute buzz about the place uh, and for the Irish fans I think it's like a uh, I suppose we could call it a little bit of a homecoming uh, as much as we can uh, there's a lot of Irish support here and uh, a lot of the locals are, are happy to see us as well so mm. yeah we're really looking forward to this week Are you um, as long of a you know long time Eurovision attendee like Dermot? Uh, Andrew, I'll be giving my age away. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I remember my, I, I, I taped, I videotaped my first concert in 1990, which was uh, the Zagreb competition, what was Yugoslavia. Uh, and it was a love love affair ever since that. But uh, I suppose the first concert I actually went to live was Dusseldorf in 2011 uh, in the vast arena that it was then. 54,000 people were up in the gods. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's an experience and I really would uh, recommend to anybody to really, you know, uh, try it once because it, it's just an amazing atmosphere, uh, good crack, and uh, a chance to, you know, get to to meet other people. And in fact, uh, 
it's the 10th anniversary with, a, with our friends who we met from the, the Netherlands uh, back in Malmo. Uh, okay. In, yeah, yeah. So, we're, so you go, right, you go, then. you go, try and go as frequently then as you can. Clearly, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's it's difficult. It's getting more difficult to get tickets as as the competition becomes much more uh, accessible to 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 everyone. And uh, you know, the, the it, there's a real buzz about it. And, and I suppose whenever it was coming to the United Kingdom, a lot of people were trying that as well. Um. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I try to get as often as I can as we can get mm. tickets. I'll be there. Uh, Keith is with us too, Michael. Keith, what's the appeal for you? Oh, it's um, just it, it's just a, a, an annual highlight for me. Um, my first time watching the contest was way back in 1968 when I was allowed to uh, stay off um, as, a, as a small child. I was allowed to watch it, to watch it because Dip Richard was going to win with congratulations. But of course, that didn't quite have turn out. And um, watching it runs religiously ever since. Been going to con- to the the event this um, the last few years. Well, I think I'm gone to 15 already. I'm not going to Liverpool this year. I want to save my money and save my holidays. But I'll be uh, watching um, uh, tonight, and then on YouTube, I've been watching the rehearsals for the last week. Mm. It's the appeal. The, the appeal is now as it was back in 1968. Is it? It's a chance to listen to music. From, uh, that you wouldn't normally hear, okay. normally in foreign languages, you know, different styles that you would normally not hear on the radio. And um, it's become quite, it's, it's more flamboyant than it used to be. But um, at, at the root of it, it's still a song contest. Okay. What do you think our chances are like? I wouldn't be optimistic, I have to say. Um, I just don't think the song is strong enough. Um, it's a really, really, I, mean, I think uh, um, people will appreciate that several of the favourites are in tonight's um, semi-final. Um, and while 10 out of 15 qualify, I just don't think we that, that, the, that the song is strong enough to make it. I hope I'm wrong, but I think that there are 10 better songs, maybe even a few more better songs right. in Ireland, and I think we're going to be um, eliminated uh, early again. Are you any more optimistic, Michael, than, uh, than Keith? Uh, I'd have to say, look, I think our chances are slim, but some of the feedback from the preview, uh, it used to be a jury show, but uh, this year the juries aren't involved in the semi-finals. But uh, I, I met um, with the, the president of the Irish Fan Club who uh, was giving us some feedback that apparently last night they, they, they were good, they got the crowd going uh, in the arena. So, you know, you never know. Um Look, uh, it's changed. I think Ireland needs to change for the competition as well. You know, if you took the likes of Sweden, they spend, you know, almost a month uh, with their Melody Festival and uh, show preparing to, to send an act and everything's done so professionally. So by the time they arrive uh, on the Eurovision stage, you know, it, it's just, uh, they're just ready to go. And I think you'll find that with uh, Loreen for, for Sweden, uh, who's going to be tonight's favourite, uh, I suppose, along with Finland. Mm. So is it frustrating, though? Is it frustrating, though, Michael? Like, for, like, like both yourself, you know, um, I, different I'm to Dermot. Very frustrated. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very, very frustrated because, uh, as I say, I started watching in the 90s in our golden year. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'd love to see how Ireland would host the contest this time round. Uh, back in the 90s, RT did a great job with the show. Uh, you know, introduced a lot of things that, that, that currently we still use within the Eurovision. I would love to see it. And, and from a national pride point of view, look, the Eurovision presents the country. You know, where else are you going to get three hours of prime advertising? Okay. 
you know, so I think uh, maybe hopefully RT's listening and, and and maybe they'll 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 do, they'll do the Irish version of the Melody Festival, and I think that would be a great opportunity to get our talent out there right. and to really try. And uh, push forward. But look, I'm wishing my youth all good luck tonight. Yeah. Texting from a listener who says, I host a Eurovision party every year. I have done since 1994, and it's the best. I think this is the best year ever. We play Eurovision bingo, open a book on who'll win. We look forward to it every year. Uh, 087 1400 106 is the number. Listen, um, Dermot, Michael, Keith, thanks a million. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.